how was your experience of playing in a major? Let's start with big questions, obviously. Well, it was my first one and it was um, amazing. Like everything was super good. It was just on a different level, like on a whole on the, uh, other level than the previous events I've played. And yeah, everything was great about it. It was uh, the best event I've played, definitely. Nothing even comes close to it. I'm sure. I mean, the way you got there as well was just kind of phenomenal. You you look at your kind of run, Crazy's run through the open qualifiers, and you look at who you knocked out. You obviously knocked out Fnatic in the minor. You also put North down to the third place qualifiers. That must have been kind of a massive boost for your team. Um, yeah, definitely. I, we worked uh, pretty hard, like after our fail, you could call it, and the Katowice minor, you know, where we lost to Vitality and Ants and we couldn't get to the major then, you know, and then since since uh, that defeat, we just put in like crazy amount of hours into practicing and just improving on our mistakes and getting on individual form up to another level. And we just practice, practice, practice. And I'm just glad that like everything worked for us when we came to the minor first and then at the major, I still think we could have done maybe a little bit more and got into top eight um but you know i'm still like satisfied with the results we we accomplished okay so yeah that's cool i, I mean i was definitely impressed by a certain scalps you took along the way i mean obviously you took down phase and quite a dominant series uh but what was the kind of the toughest obstacle that you found whilst playing at the berlin major um uh, just australis i think was the toughest opponent um and like they they want the major you know so yeah it was really hard to to play against them in a sense that you could never um guess what they were doing it's like so hard to predict them or outsmart them or you know just like their utility damage is on a whole other level you know we just kept every round every map it doesn't matter we just kept getting grenaded in our ass and molotov <laughs> and flashbang that just like bullied out of the server you know it was just something we never experienced before, you know? Well, I mean, you guys definitely put up kind of a massive fight against that. You, you guys obviously uh, set a new record for the longest match at a major, go, taking it to 60 rounds. I mean, that must have been uh, crazy for you guys to go Yeah, it, it was a hell of a map, you know? It was just back and forth, back and forth. It was just a straight brawl, you know? Yeah. We, we just used the only weapon we have, and that was just our individual skill, and <laughs> they came like they cha they challenged us they wanted to prove that they're not just like smarter than us and better at using utility they wanted to like show us that they're even better aimers than us but you know it it didn't really go that way um <laughs> but i think we were just like super exhausted and we're not like mentally prepared to play these like really long games you know that are like draining mentally and well physically you could say and i'm pretty sure that's why like in both cases also against navi like the decider map was just like a complete washout you know they just like stomped us i think we just don't have enough experience and we're not like um uh mentally resilient enough to just like play out the entire best of three with our focus and everything on like a really high okay so is that like something that you kind of if you were to do again say you'd uh, work a bit more like preparation time or is it just kind of that lack of experience would you say i think it was just a lack of experience um just a lack of experience of of playing these like high level tournaments against these opponents you know this was the actually the first time 
we got to play tier one opposition and um i think we we showed that we can actually hold our own against them you know we just are missing that experience you know and it's not something you can really work on it just comes with time you know yeah okay so then after after obviously that was the, i believe the second map that, that does too how did you guys kind of uh reset afterwards was it um to be honest everyone was like in a super good mood but okay. i think that map was like a record you know 60 rounds it lasted for two hours maybe yeah, i don't know it's crazy it was, i don't even know it, it felt like it lasted forever you know we just like <laughs> kept playing and playing and playing um even though we were all like positive and happy that we won it's just like um i could see that everyone was tired you know everyone was going into the third map thinking yeah we're gonna win it's like vertigo we're pretty good on that but you know then we came came into the server started playing and you could see like the energy was not there anymore like the same energy we had on the first two maps everyone was just they're not they weren't like um feeling down or anything it was just um no more energy left like we gave it our all in that um those two game and we just had nothing else to give that's it <laughs> okay cool uh so yeah you kind of mentioned uh, uh everyone was kind of still in in high spirits essentially uh but so in your in your kind of role as IGL with Crazy, uh, do you, how closely do you work with Emmy, and, and what do you think a coach brings to a team in general? Uh, well, there are like for me, there are two types of coaches. There's a coach who like focuses on his own team and having his players like always in a good mood, good mood, like staying positive, cheering them up, you know, like yelling, fist bumping, <laughs> and just like screaming, you know, and getting the whole team pumped up and you know just feeling like really like creating this really good atmosphere and then you have the other type of coaches who are like the more tactical type who just like sit behind you and then when they need to take a pause they tell you what to do they follow the game and this is like the type of coach i think Kem is you know he is this like tactical coach who comes in with the game plan he knows exactly what to do he knows exactly what needs to be adjusted when and where and um these type of coaches are what uh, I prefer to work with them more, you know, because I think for myself that I actually, I can bring the hype always and I'm uh, screaming a lot and I'm fist bumping and I'm cheering on like the whole team always and just yelling and just feeding this like positive energy to everyone. So like I prefer to have like a tactical coach who can actually just calm things down when <laughs> necessary. So you're kind of like the hype beast, you're the hype yeah, machine yeah. for it. So you don't need like a Zonix. Think, or, think, or like think a... if you, if you if you go on HLTV and you just like look at my my photos from events, like <laughs> eight out of ten are just like me screaming. <laughs> Second, I'm gonna kind of move on to your kind of career experience. Uh, unless you had any last words for kind of the major in terms of what you uh, kind of like to see improve, maybe for next time. What was your kind of personal experience as a player if um i don't know like nothing against starlighter they did like their absolute best i think the only thing that could have been better was the 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 hotel we were at actually and this is not just me this is pretty much everyone mm -hmm. who was there just i think they mixed up something or made a mistake or whatever i think they made it up for it by just like introducing this pretty sick stage and in the arena and everything was like on another level for sure there um so yeah in terms of your kind of 
experience as a pro player. Uh, you've played uh, previously, oh, well, you currently play with Esperanto and Hunter in um, Crazy, but you kind of met Esperanto in Imperial, you met Hunter in I Nation. Was it kind of a conscious decision to keep playing with these guys, or or was it something else that uh, just pulled you together throughout your career? I just uh, just randomly met these people, and I like the way they play, and I think we get along pretty good. So I just like brought them with me. You know, I mean, th these are the guys that I like to have by my side, and you know, I trust them. So I always want to play with them in a team because I know how like high their ceiling is, how much potential they have, and they can both of them can like grow to be like top, um, like one of the top. 10 players in the world I have no doubt about this you know and that's why I insisted on just sticking with them and playing with them okay cool and so is that are these kind of like your a core kind of foundation that you'd like to build around in future um well I think the core and like the foundation I would say is just like me and Hunter um SP is like here and there you know but I would say that mostly our like whole team right now just revolves around me and Hunter, like working together because we are kind of the guys um, who I don't want to say like do most for the team, but like are you can say most impactful. Okay, so you guys have the kind of most impact in, in games and stuff like that. Yeah, in and out of the games, yeah. Uh, and outside, so is it? Yeah. You guys kind of inform the culture of the team as well. Yeah. Okay, so is that um, yeah. Sorry, one second. So the obviously you mentioned uh, earlier the rumor mill was already kind of uh, linking you and possibly Hunter to a new look French uh, G two, uh, French York G two. Is this a possibility in your eyes, or is that? Um, I would just people in HATV. No, I I would definitely be like open to possibility. But the thing is that, and I don't know why, but right now like. There, I have so many offers, and it's offers for me and Hunter, like coming in as a as a duo. And I think it's six or seven potential lineups that are interested in picking us up. So I don't know where we'll end up, but maybe we went staying crazy. You know, nothing is yet decided. But um, I was just super like shocked to see that <laughs> there is actually so much interest in in the two of us. I mean, you get both of you definitely put on uh, some spectacular performances at the major you definitely pulled it off on the big stage i think so anyway uh so is that um your relationship with hunter is that kind of built on just playing with him for so long or do you guys have like uh kind of are you do you work well with each other or is it just the fact that you've played for so long uh um well we didn't really play for such a long time yeah. we had like uh some time in i nation and then sometime before that and uh, we also played together and then we just um linked again um in alliance which is now crazy but um somehow we just we get each other you know we understand each other as as, as just like individuals and as players and somehow when we're in game we don't really need to communicate we just like understand each other's and we, uh, each other and we know like what the other guy is gonna do and we always work so good as a duo like in the server you know and i would say we're pretty good friends outside the server too so there is this like just chemistry between us and I think that's why, like, our team has been like on the rise since since we joined. Okay, so in in like just to put it back a little bit, you kind of obviously went to Renegades for a couple of months, uh, and you play in you played IGL there. 
um, but you, afterwards you said that you didn't really feel comfortable in IGO in the IGO role. Is that something that you kind of want to uh, take another look at, see if you could play a different kind of role w within another team? Um, well, when I joined Renegades originally, uh, it wasn't meant to be the IGL, you know, it was just by the time I got my visa sorted out and everything, Yam, who was the IGL then, yeah. if I remember correctly, um, left the team and then there was just like this gap and no one could IGL and then they just came to proposition if I want to try it and then like you know i'm i'm always up for like doing whatever my team needs me to do so i was like yeah but i was like this was my first international team a first like bigger team but i would play like stronger positions because before that i was just playing fpl and just nothing like um else you know just some pugs that's it um and i i came over there and it was just like too much for me you know i was i was 19 i moved to america i wasn't ready for i think i wasn't ready for this like level of competition you know and, as, and on top of that i was just like trusted into um being this in-game leader which i've never done before in my life you know and it was just a complete disaster it, it really like um shook my confidence and i just like it came to like a point of no return you know it was just a matter of time before i was um like removed from the team you know yeah it's definitely a lot of pressure on such a young player's yeah. shoulders as well um yeah but after that um i i just focused uh on myself and playing the role that i actually play which is like the anchor city side mostly lurk um, on t side and they just like grinded it back you know but um, the more I played, the more I realized that I could actually, like, I have this, like, brain for the game, you know, and I could actually be the in-game leader. So, um, in whatever team I played after this, I was usually the, the secondary caller, you know, helping the, the in-game leader. And somehow, whichever team it was, at the end, I ended up being the, the, the in-game leader, you know. Um, I took over when, uh, when we kicked Crystal uh, in, in Imperial and... And same here while we were in crazy back then valiance when things would, uh, weren't working out i also took over the, the igl role and somehow i think like my whole path throughout my career has always somehow ended up at me being the igl role and i think i've now i've just accepted that that this will be my role you know and there's no um, I don't think anyone is like better suited for it than me. So you're kind of a leader out of reluctance, but now you're kind of you're, you're into the role. You yeah yeah. Obviously, crazy are playing in the Pinnacle Cup um, for ECS season eight. Is there any kind of opponents that you've been checking out or that you feel could pose a threat to crazy? Um, to, to be honest, I I don't even know who, who is in the cup. There's a... <laughs> Everything we did is just like been 100% focused on the major. I yeah. don't even know if you have any events to to play or anything in the next like month or two. I'm like completely clueless about it. So yeah, if, if you want to tell me like some <laughs> some team names, then I'll tell you if I'm afraid of anyone. Or <laughs> well, I mean, I understand how uh, how it's crazy the schedule can be right now, especially with. Um, like over here we've been covering the international and then the berlin major and now we've got the pinnacle cup and ecs season starting up we've got blast going on well what's your what's your kind of opinion on the kind of csgo uh scene at the moment in terms of the schedule um, 
I, I think it's like too much. I think there are like way too many tournaments and the the schedule is just so rough. Um it's just constant traveling, especially when you look at the the tier one teams who get invites for like every single event, you know. Um I don't think they even go home. They just go from one event to another and this is I think this is just like too too draining, you know, like even mentally and physically to just keep traveling and then playing and then traveling back and just get no rest or anything. I think um, we need um, to just like improve the quality of the events, but a uh, smaller number of them, you know. Okay. And is that so like, obviously the, the CSGO world's kind of been set, set alight, but ESL announcing their, their pro tour. Obviously, we don't know how all of the details yet, but is that something that you, as a player, uh, believe could be a good force in in um, esports? Or it, it? It's definitely interesting. You know, we can turn up, turn. Um, it can go both ways. You know, it can be really good, but it can also um, impact some things uh, negatively. You know, we will not know until it actually happens and we see the result. Yeah, but but for me, I think it's like going in the right direction. You know? kind of formalizing the schedule yeah. and getting everyone on the same page. Yeah. Okay. We've spoken about your role as IGL, but in, in your opinion, what makes a good IGL? Uh, I think uh, you, you just, you don't have to be an in-game leader in the game. You also have to be like a leader outside of the game as well and be like a role model to, to other players, especially if those players are younger than you and they look up to you and they like, if they see you working hard, it will motivate them to also work hard, you know, and, and improve. And it's also, I think the most important thing for an IGL is to always, you know, keep a, a level head, you know, to whenever you're playing a game, he's the one that needs to be absolutely calm because if he starts like panicking and like calling some stupid stuff, then just everyone in the team is, is going to be just lost, you know, and just running around like headless chickens, you yeah? So the most like important thing for, for the IGL is to actually keep track of his players, like how are they like mentally, are they feeling good, are they feeling bad, like um, if they're having a bad game, it's like up to the IGL to, to you know, bring them back up, to, to motivate them, to, I don't know, give them some mini speech or whatever, you know, just to bring the spirits up, you know, because if someone is having a bad game, they'll usually not talk as much as they would, they would like not um give give off positive energy but it would be like negative energy and maybe the guy who is sitting next to them would be like oh why is this guy tilted and he'll start like thinking about some bad stuff so it's really important that you as an igl keep everyone in this like positive mind space and um just not let anyone tilt while you play the game that's it okay and is that kind of like the toughest part as well or as well as the uh, most important yeah this is this is definitely the, the hardest part i mean when you're playing a game especially on lan like um there are of course bad calls but i think anything you call on lan can work it's just about if your players are feeling confident to actually go out and take the duels like everything will go much easier you know and uh, same thing happened to us against uh team liquid we played their first game at a new legend stage and I was just trying to to let everyone feel comfortable and I was calling in a way uh, because I trusted my teammates that they would go and take duels but instead like everyone was like oh we're playing the number one team in the world and everyone was super scared they didn't want to beat they just like waited for 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 them to just come and kill us you know and I think we just got one round on the T side there and lost 69 at the end you know 
Uh, but I just like I had a talk with the guys and everything and I told them that like there is nothing to be afraid of I know that you can like out aim everyone here at this tournament, you know, and then we came um, The second day day after we beat NIP we beat phase, you know, and everyone was playing with confidence. So um, it, It's much easier also for the in-game leader when you just know that your players are in a good mood and you keep them in this like good mood and positive and motivated and then they just like run around the map full of confidence and they take duels that they know they can win you know yeah i mean definitely speaking to a bunch of kind of coaches and igls confidence definitely seems to play a massive deal in in terms of playing on uh, on land as well uh, is that uh is that the biggest factor that you put in to your igl or, or do you factor in kind of skill level as well because obviously you believe uh, that your to... players are yeah, of course. I always believe in my players. That's that. That's a must. Like, if you're gonna lead someone, you have to believe in them. You know, uh, and same goes around. If you're gonna have someone beating him for you, you have to trust their words. You have to trust their calls, and you just have to believe in each other completely in order for things to work. Uh, but I think the most important thing is having good communication and having confidence. If you want to play online, this is like absolutely, like. The two things that you absolutely need to have if you plan on winning you know um and i think the the most important part is communication because communication decides a lot of things like the small things like the info you give or like if you're in a 3v3 uh, 2v2 like 2vx whatever situations confidence is the most important part how you communicate to your teammates and what info you give basically decides if you win the round or not you know and for me i always try to just like push people to talk to talk more you know because you'll see most of the players especially young ones when they stay in like a 2vx situation or 3v3 you know whatever they just focus on their crosshair they don't give any info and anything so um uh, of course um it's normal for them because most of the young players come from like playing pucks and this is where you basically just focus on yourself so for me like a really important thing is to get people to focus more on their communication you know?